Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by Michael J. Russ, the most amazing co-host I couldn't even think of. I am so happy to welcome you, Michael. You inspire me every every week, and every time we have a conversation. And uh, <laughs> you, you know, I think it, it's the the power of positive thinking and the uh, magnetic like attracts like. Uh, I. Really, you sent me a, a quote, and I'm going to let you read that first because I had something to add into sure, it. Sure, sure, I'd sure. love for you just to kick off with, uh, with the, what you inspired this, this week's topic for. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, listen, thank you so much for that wonderful opening. You're just as big an inspiration to me uh, in, in this world, and uh, it's wonderful. Uh, Big-time pleasure to always do this, this show with you. Uh, oh, thank the, you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's this particular quote comes from a good friend of mine who listens to our podcast, uh, Cynthia, and she's wonderful. Uh, she's a very loving being, and I want to uh, I want to read it for you. It says, "Your mind is a magnet. If you think of blessings, you attract blessings, and if you think of problems, you attract problems. Always cultivate good thoughts." and always remain positive and optimistic. We get what we think. So think positive. Life will be automatically positive. That's the quote. And that's, that's, beautiful. The, that's the truth. Absolute truth. Mm-hmm. One of those things. One of those things that we... Uh, I, I, it was back about... I wrote my first self-talk book back in uh, 1998 uh, called Powerful Self-Talk. And... It was kind of a revelation for me because it was an extension from a book I did previously, that which was called Powerful Golf uh, for people who play golf. It was a, a book for uh, managing your mind when you're out uh, on the on the on the course, based on concepts that were life concepts. And self-talk at that particular time was a uh, was a chapter, and I that, that I finished the book with because I realized how I had been talking to myself while I was writing the book. I was playing for about six months, about three or four times a week, uh, and I was utilizing the concepts and ideas that I was writing in the book. So I'd go play, and I'd come back and write, and I'd go play, and I'd come back and write. And I was able to improve my, my game uh, by, I would, if I were to give it a percentage in six months, I went from 11 index to, a, to an 8, uh, which is is very challenging to do in that period of time. Played some of the best golf uh, at, at, up to that point in my life I'd ever played. And all I did was simply change what was going on in my mind. That's all I did. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, as, I, I use golf as a metaphor all the time, so let's just simply say whatever it is that you do uh, that you enjoy as a hobby or maybe you do it as a profession, uh, when you, the way that you talk about uh, yourself in relationship to what it is that you have to do, the actions you have to take, really is a huge determining factor in your outcome, in your actual performance, your moment-to-moment performance. And um, the World Cup is on right now as we're recording this and uh, as we're doing the show. And it, it's amazing uh, how some of the teams, that uh, some of the biggest teams in the world, including the U.S., are no longer are no longer in the tournament. And it's some of the some of the teams that didn't have much of a chance, according to those the pundits, okay, the sports pundits, that are doing really mm-hmm. well. 
And so I always, when, when I see things like that, I always wonder, what's the mindset when they go out there? With the, the underdog that goes out against the big dog, what are they thinking? You know, I mean, do you think right. to yourself, you know, they're, they're bigger than we are, faster than we are, better than we are, you know, we're just going out, we'll do the best we can? <laughs> or are you saying to yourself, we can do this, we can win this thing? You know, all we have to do is do this, 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 and this, just execute, execute. And we will make it happen. We can make it happen. We are going to make it happen. And do they get themselves riled up by that kind of inner conversation? Uh, or are the thoughts of pessimism or doubt, uh, regardless of how you approach a project, thinking that you can do it goes a long way to whether you actually do do it. And mm-hmm. and this is the beautiful thing about, about life is that, you, you have to, it, it doesn't cost you anything. I, I say this all the time. You know, we, we always put, attach monetary amounts to things that we have to do, and it costs nothing to change your mind. It costs nothing to think positive, absolutely nothing at all. Yet, if you were to put a dollar amount on what positivity actually helped you accomplish, I bet you'd be a billionaire. It's amazing. It's well, absolutely, absolutely amazing. absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what I love about it. So what's your quote? Yeah. Well, well, you know, before I get into that, I just want to, because you brought up the athletes, and a while back you and I had talked about uh, mirror neurons and the research of uh, Giacomo Rizzolatti, who right. was a professor of uh, human psychology or physiology in, in Italy. And what he found was, and, and I think it's, it's really appropriate to what you're talking about, how our neurons, we don't actually even have to be performing the activity. We can observe and we can watch and we in, in our brains will entrain and mirror what we're being, is being projected. So as you said, if, if you are in the World Cup and you are with, a, uh, you know, you have a team that are being cheered on and just have the momentum, they may not be the best players in in the game Um, but because they are in a stadium where there's a lot of excitement and whatever they may rise to the occasion and in it mere neurons I really I think also give us the opportunity as you said to empathize with another person to feel the blessings to feel the positivity if you are positive I I feed off of that uh, if you exactly. came in with lower energy, it, it would just, <laughs> I don't think we would have the joyful conversations that we do. And so recognizing that and really um, observing our feelings and what we're mirroring to other people, I had to go into the city today uh, to the city county building. And it's interesting because sometimes the encounters or the perceptions of the people behind the glass is maybe not so helpful. The woman behind the glass for me today had a beautiful smile and she was just so pleasant and she made everything so effortless. And I said to her, thank you. You know, you greeted me with a beautiful smile. Your kindness is overwhelming. She made something that you think, oh, I have to go down there and deal with that. Uh, and everything was just so so easy. A friend of mine said, oh, I, you know what, I'm just on my way through the city. I'm, I'll stop by and pick you up. You don't even have to pay for parking. I'll run around the block. She found a parking spot. I called her when I was done. She picked me up, and I was back before you knew it. And I think that that's exactly what 
you know, the, the mind is, as a magnet, is doing. I wanted something with ease and grace, and that's exactly what I got. That's the experience. But when you go into something, even if it's something as daunting as the World Cup, thinking, well, you know, we're really not as good as that other team, uh, we don't have a chance. Um, of course, <laughs> you don't have a chance because you're going to uh, send those messages to everybody else on the team. And, and um, so the quote that I had, when you sent that to me, I thought, who, who, is that, who is that attributed to? But I found one. It wasn't exactly that quote, but it was actually Carlos Santana. He said, your mind is a magnet. You don't attract what you need or what you want. You attract who you are. And I love who I am. And I was like, wow. I love who I am. Beautiful. And how's that for uh, something to mirror back at you? <laughs> I love who I am. It's fantastic. fantastic, actually. That's a beautiful quote uh, from Carlos Santana as well. Um, yeah, you mirror back. It's, it's interesting. It reminds me of, uh, uh, of uh, something Carol said, uh, my guide actually said, that about you know, mirroring when you, um, you love your life, your then who loving your loving yourself uh loving your life is who you are when you love your life when you love your you love life loving your life is who you are and I, I sit and think about that you, you can it's almost like a little conundrum like wait wait a minute wait a minute when i love my life loving my life when i love life period okay and it's all about the the you know love being the thread we keep talking about that runs through absolutely everything um, and how when we, when, we, when we love our existence, we love everything about what's going on, then how easy it is, it becomes then for that to just literally bleed into every aspect of your own personal life, um, which, which it absolutely fascinates me because there's so many things. The life, comes, life comes at us, it seems, exponentially fast. Uh, as opposed to you know 50 years ago, or even 40 years ago, or 20 years ago, we we, we things are just happening so quickly because of how quickly information is disseminated. We can be impacted quickly uh, by something that just happened on the other side of the world five minutes ago. And sure. as I told somebody the other day, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, if you really think about it. Okay, if you set a positive mindset uh, for yourself every morning, yeah, you're going to have the most amazing day. Um, your life is, 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 is absolutely fabulous. If that's your mindset, then what is it that, that disrupts that mindset? What, what, what has the potential to disrupt that mindset, mindset? And really, nine times out of ten, it's things that are happening to other people. Mm-hmm. Things that are happening to other people. We are. There's nothing wrong with being empathetic. We are. Uh, I, I think it's one of the top things that everybody needs to be is compassionate and empathetic. However, that said, we have to understand that things are happening to other people for reasons that are way beyond our thought process, our ability to comprehend, and uh, because there's a greater meaning to this whole uh, wonder we call life. And life on this mm-hmm. planet, life in this plane, and we have to make sure that we are not allowing something outside of us to dictate what's going on inside of us and what's what what is disrupting our focus on positivity, 
for ourselves, what, what the frequencies that we're resonating, um, and, and understand that we all have the capability to control this. This is, this is a choice. We have free will to decide how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about our lives. And this is something we have to remember, especially when things outside of us uh, that really have nothing to do with us and our lives, if we think about it, um, this, you know, begin to disrupt what it is that we're thinking and what we're feeling. And uh, this is a constant thought process for me because my job, my mission every morning when I get up is to connect with my guide, remain positive, and kind of just see what unfolds what serendipity occurs today and not tell myself this is going to be a hard day this is going to be a, this is you know it's going to be a hard week of work this is what people do right they, this is going to be oh, mm-hmm. i have to go to work this is going to be a hard week it's going to be a tough week it's going to be oh man it's just i'm gonna i'm gonna hate this week you know and i, I can't wait till the weekend <laughs> like what i know <laughs> you've already like, your life away right yeah you've already danced all over the grave of the week, right? You, you, you danced all, you just literally just threw the week under the bus, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. and before it even started, not even understanding or knowing what's going to happen, why can't there be positive things that happen? Why can't we focus on those things that are, that are positive that happen and let the negative ones just go by? You know, we, we telegraph, have a tendency to telegraph the week by what we begin to say Monday morning or Sunday night, you know, and we have the choice to say Sunday night. It's going to be an incredible week. It really is. This is an awesome awesome week for me. Uh, I don't know what kind of good things are going to happen, but I know there's going to be wonderful things that occur. People I meet, uh, conversations I have, um, you know, hugs that I didn't think I would get that I've gotten, hugs that I've given and, and, and enjoy, and I've received so much joy from it. I mean, listen, all kinds of things can occur. I know you're um, a hugger like me. That's gossip. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I love it. It, it is. There's an amazing thing. Nothing people like want to, connecting people want it. heart to heart, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The stories that we hear about somebody standing on the street corner and with a sign that says uh, "free hugs," you know, is is it, it's it's. At first, some of you might think, "Oh, it's negative." They just, just want to touch people. You know, it's like, "Come on, what, where's you, where are you going with that?" The fact mm-hmm. is that the human beings need touch, and the average human being has no touch, gets no touch throughout the day. Isn't that amazing? It's 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 one of our biggest needs, yet yeah. it goes completely unheeded. It's just it's amazing that that is the case. Um, and so, yeah, I like, to give, I like to give hugs. I like to be touchy-feely in a, in a positive way, in a loving way. Uh, and that's, you know, I just, it, it's pretty amazing. I, think, I don't know if you've heard of this before, um, but my girlfriend's in a restaurant business, so she, she told me this a number of years ago. But she said, the waiters, waiters who are positive and connect through touch with their uh, with the people they're serving, get like 33% more tips. Wow. Yeah. When you literally put a hand on a shoulder and say, thank you very much, I really do appreciate that, or yes, I'll take care of that for you, and just gently have a, uh, a touch on the shoulder, 
it, it's amazing. It's like this, it, it leads to amazing things. Now, that's in a situation where uh, you are being of service to someone, you are making a connection with somebody, generally for the first time. I know the waiters and the servers that we encounter um, where the restaurants that we frequent, oh, we're always giving hugs and kisses. You know, I mean, it's like a kiss on the cheek and, and a big hug. And, you know, we, we love them and uh, because they make us feel good. They bring joy to our meal. And a good server will do just that, bring joy to your meal. You'll want to hug them before you even leave. You'll be like, oh, God, you made my experience so amazing. You know, that's... that's uh, something that you just if you think about that for for you know out of restaurant situation and other situations in life uh, I touch people all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I never I've never had anybody I touch a shoulder you know I'll touch a back I'll go fantastic when I get done playing golf with people uh, you know I, I I shake their hand bring them close give them a little hug you know because I really enjoyed the experience and it's, yeah. it's not like I have to That's say anything so- I just really enjoyed it there, you know, there's a saying that says your hands are the messengers of your heart. And when you were talking about that, Michael, it made me think about that because when you touch somebody with your hand in a in a kind, you know, gentle fashion, um, it, there is a connection there, and it does send electrical signals from that person from your heart to theirs. And I don't care if it's just a kind, just a kind gesture. I mean, I, yeah. being half Italian, you, I see that all the time. And when you, I, and I think that there, I don't know, I think it's that connection to humanity. I think we've talked about this before, that we've become so automated. And mm-hmm. I prefer not to choose an automated checkout line if I can engage with a human being. Yeah, and I think that there's something healing in that connection as well. Excuse me. Yeah, um, well, there's the, at, at the the grocery store, there's a there's a there's a, a four automated checkers, but there's a, there's someone there to oversee them. And if I use a, <laughs> I use one of those. I make sure that I engage with them first. <laughs> I do. I engage right. with them first. Hey, how are you doing? I look at their name badge and I call them by name. Hey, Lola, how you doing? Hey, you, you having a great day? You know. You know, they they smile. I smile back to them and give them some love. And uh, if I've if I've been in there before and seen them, you know, a dozen times, I'll give up to them and I'll give them a little side hug and say, "Hey, I hope everything's going great for you today." And then uh, I'll go use the machine and check out and say goodbye to them by name when I leave. I mean, there's there's different ways to be creative with with that process. I mean, I know I get to know the butcher. You know, I get to know the person behind the fish counter. Again, the people in the in the uh, in the uh, fruits and vegetable section. So I can ask him. I ask him questions. You know, how how things going? How's life? What's what's uh, what's local? You know, today. You know, what's local this season? And and they 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 never have any. They're like invisible. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think they really want to be invisible. They have a lot of knowledge, and I enjoy bringing that knowledge out of people. Um, by engaging with them in a very positive way. Leave people better than you found them. That's my motto. Absolutely. Well, and, and there again, you're engaging those mirror neurons. You know, they say with exactly. with the mirror neurons, if you want to be successful, you, you know, read success stories and really fill your energy field with stories of success. 
then I think the same goes true for um, anything that you want to really bring into your life because your your brain is recording those and whether you lived or not. And, that, and that's one thing I love about audiobooks or books in general. I mean, I just yeah. immerse myself in mm-hmm. them and, and, and I can relate um, to a lot of them. Um, you know, they're the one book that really impacted me was Homeless to Billionaire. And just his story of, of why he was so driven because he wanted to create a different life for his mother. And she stood by him through all of these different challenges. And he just, he's like, okay, well, I'll do that and I can try that. And then one thing led to another. And he just, he, it just, if, it was just such an, a wonderful book. And I think to myself, well, I don't need to be homeless, but, uh, and I don't necessarily need to be a billionaire, but why, why limit myself? Whatever it is, there's a, a, yeah, there's a lot that I could do with that. I'd love to, to set up a trust for animals, you know, to help mm-hmm. homeless animals or help, oh, yeah. you know, people that are trying to, to do that or help other people in need. If there was a food shortage somewhere, you'd be able to send food, whatever it is. I mean, that those dollars enable you to do that at a, a greater scale. Everybody you know, can do it on a smaller. Mm-hmm. What, what, what I just thought of when you said that is the fact that, it, it is when we when we hear these stories. It's not, you know, we we get this idea of, of uh, it instills this. I should say, if he can do it, I can do, I can do something just as amazing, something just as incredible. It's not that I'm going to do the same exact thing because their story is not your story, um, mm-hmm. and we all have different talents and gifts and, and interests, and we all grew up with different experiences. So, for me, I love those kinds of stories um, because they are inspirational to uh, and and they they give you it is that is it a feeling that you you get where you I can, I can do anything I feel so great about life after hearing this you know and we just have to remember those stories when we hear the opposite you know it, it's um, there was something that was that I heard recently um, there are a lot of people who are uh, downtrodden who raise uh, downtrodding. Basically, mm. the concept is if we any, you start applying this to 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 life, if you are if you this gentleman um, came from went from homeless to to billionaire, that transformation. If you're looking at transforming a whole culture you have to look at the next generation because there's a reason why the current generation is as it is part of it is their own thought processes part of it is a combination of that and and what they've been subjected to or what they thought was possible you basically need to convince the next generation that they are that get them understanding that more is possible that they can they can do whatever they want with themselves and their lives. They need to be exposed to to different things than the previous generation. And then you get, you know, it's kind of like this. Uh, uh, there's the, the the first person in uh, in in a family to go to college. Basically, what college does is expose them to other people, other cultures, um, information that they wouldn't have otherwise received if they'd stayed at home. So mm-hmm. now they know that something different than what their parents knew. And 
they know that more is possible. They know that there's other things out there, other ways of living. And so you, that particular person is going to shift and change that, that entire family because of what they now know, because of the experience, experiential wisdom that they gained from leaving and going to school. They don't have to necessarily go to college. You can go to another city and work. You can go to another country. You can do whatever. Mm-hmm. All these things are part of it. They're kind of like building blocks to shifting and changing and understanding what is possible and, and meeting people, meeting people who are positive. You know, maybe you grew up in a household where everybody in the street, including your own family, was negative. So you're gonna, if, if you stayed there, that's all you would know. Sure. And if you had kids, you would give them the same thing. They'd be exposed to the same thing, and that's all they would know. And so changing the world, making the world more loving, more empathetic, more compassionate, um, happier, more joyful, in my view, begins with exposing people like we are exposing our, our public through this radio show to different ways to embrace love different mm-hmm. ways to show it, to demonstrate it, to, to feel it, uh, to generate it from within. I mean, literally, to uh, the information that we provide may be the only source of information like this that our listeners have. And now they, know, they have it. And now they can use it. And that, to me, that's one of the reasons I do this show, because we're reaching someone. I don't care if it's one person or a thousand people. It doesn't make a difference. If we can change one person's life... Uh, for the better, I, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm I'm satisfied. Yeah, I, you know? Me too, me too. Yeah, and I and I, I think it, when you you were talking, Michael, it reminded me of in the Native American culture. Many uh, young men would go on a vision quest where right. they would go out into the wilderness, and they would stay there until they received guidance of of their inner vision, I guess is mm-hmm. the best way to word it. Yeah, and yeah. in modern culture, there you can still, I think there's different groups that still do vision quests and have people have different experiences. But I I think that that's exactly what you're you're speaking like. You're in a tribe. We don't think of our family as a tribe, but it is. And so you're so shaped by all of the beliefs and everything. And it's not until you walk outside of that comfort zone that you are exposed to a lot of different things. And, you know, I, th- I think, too, when you're in, in an environment where sometimes people complain, somebody might be complaining that they don't like the food on the table, but they might recognize the fact that they have food on the table and there may be people somewhere in a shelter that don't have that opportunity. Um, whether it be, or, you know, complaining, as you said, about an education. Oh, you know, i got to go to school again. Well, in parts of the world, when I was in Africa, they didn't have any books. I was so amazed when I was in at this one school. Um, and they, I was thinking, well, where are all the children's books? And so when I got home, I packed up. I said, oh, you know what, I have so many books at home that would be appropriate for children. And I packed them up and I sent them two big boxes of books. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just the things that are so, we're so blessed with in this country that we really do take for granted. And and it ties into, again, those same things, you know. So, you know, being thankful, um, you know, 
brings in, and if you use your mind as a magnet, I believe brings in more blessings. Right. Um, right. Giving creates more joy. Joy mm-hmm. in the giving and then joy. Give once, receive twice. Um, and that's it's such a beautiful uh, story about the, uh, about the books. Um, what's interesting is that it's a, it's a great example of, again, being exposed to something completely, completely different. I, we, could, we could apply that to, to, to food, uh, how we have grocery stores that are just full of food and there are parts of the world that, you know, <laughs> no, man, there's, oh, sure. you get a, five miles from here maybe food, but not here, uh, or crops or drought or, uh, you know, things that are occurring that are destroying food faster than they can uh, create it. It's interesting, and what is interesting about that is is how we perceive uh, other cultures. And uh, I can only use my own experiential wisdom and, and, and the fact that, that uh, my parents took us out of this country in the mid-60s to parts of the world that were destitute, that were, you know, that had high poverty rates, that didn't have indoor plumbing and didn't have uh, running indoor running water. And so that shaped me when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I know that, uh, like traveling to Africa, that helped shape you. I, I find it's interesting how a lot of inner-city kids have never been to a museum. They've never been yeah. out of the, the three square blocks that they live in. And uh, there was a woman who had a nonprofit in Los Angeles. Who's, she, she was a uh, public worker. And she started this nonprofit to get kids out of the inner city, just literally take them, you know, 10 miles away from where they lived to go to a museum or go to a park, see something different than what they saw every single day, which was, for them, uh, what they were experiencing were, they were they're trapped in thought viruses, trapped in what couldn't be accomplished, what couldn't be done, uh, failures of other people, and how they were bombarded by uh, the the uh, uh, you can't do this. You'll never be able to do that because you live here, because you're of this color, or you're this, or you live there, or you went there, or you went to the school, whatever it might be. Um, they were trapped in those in those thought viruses every day, day in and day out, and uh, uh, being propagated by friends and family and peers and and everyone else. Uh, and as soon as they got out, they they walked into a museum and they're like, what? Wow, this exists. You know, it's it's kind of like how on. Uh, um, I used to be a president of a, of a, uh, a museum in California for about four years, and it was a, a yeah, it was my one of my one of my during another life that I had for myself. I was president of the board of directors, but the wow. there was a it was a historical museum for Sacramento. The history museum is downtown old Sacramento is great place preserved a lot of history in the town and and um uh during black history month they had uh they would have these talks about uh black inventors and and the like and it's it's this interesting story um the term the 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 golf tee was invented by a black man the golf tee yeah it was invented by a hmm. black man. and uh let's see the the I mean I don't I don't drink uh, Jack Daniels but the Jack Daniels recipe is from a black. <laughs> really? I, I didn't know that. That's pretty pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, and his granddaughter has a very very big distillery, 
and uh, um, uh, grounds in uh, in Kentucky, in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and uh, she's doing very, very well for us. She's got the largest bar in the world, 200 seats. Wow. Yeah, a 200-seat round what? bar with food that is phenomenal. I can't even spectacular. Farm you can't really table. See, like, pass me something <laughs> from the yeah, other end of yeah, the bar. Pass me. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need a little <laughs> train car to get it to them. But it's interesting. I mean, there are a lot. There are so many things. Uh, great, great story. I don't know if you've. It, it's it's probably a term that you and I would know, but not a lot of people around the world. But there's a term called the real McCoy. There was a uh-huh. term called the real. You, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, whenever you whenever you uh, um, came across something that was real and not fake, you would call it the real McCoy. Is this a real McCoy? You ask me. Is this a real McCoy? And they go, yeah, yeah, this is this is it. This is the real because the real thing, right? And that term that term came from a a, uh, a gentleman, a black gentleman, back in the uh, early 1900s, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, who was a, a factory worker, and there was there was this uh, a problem with lubricating bearings uh, on machinery, and he invented uh, a bearing that was evidently self lubricated. Um, and it was it works really really well, and he did well uh, in in selling his uh, his invention. Uh, there were a group of uh, of non-black, <laughs> let's call it white, and um, uh, a gentleman who stole his idea and went out and knocked it off. And it didn't work so well. They were just in it for the money. And ah, so, but that was yeah. karma too. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> that is true. Idea, right? The, it's true. The black man, his name was McCoy. So you say interesting to say oh. when they when the when they when the machine was presented, the the manufacturer would say, "Is this the real McCoy? Is this the real McCoy? <laughs> is this the real What's machine, that? or is is this the real McCoy what? machine, or is this?" And so it became this whole this whole thing about the this terminology that was uh, then put towards. You know, is this the real thing? Is this a knockoff, or is this real? You know, is this is this the uh, the original? And it's really kind of interesting. Little stories like that that I uh, I you know embraced over the, over the years as I was in the museum and and uh, uh, the uh, the black Indian trackers that actually came in guided people to Sacramento over the mountains uh, from from uh, the East Coast. And uh, were able to then they settled there and they had generations there and there's a there's a whole underlying history when you start learning about it and the reason I'm talking about this simply is because it's just one example of when you when you learn about what other people who look like you have done right and how they've succeeded through hardships and other things it 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 actually sh- it creates this shift in in perception of what you're capable of just naturally right it's yeah. um that whole mirroring neuron things the situation mm-hmm. that you're talking about uh it, it, it's everywhere and we i i love to look at this sort of thing in a conscious way not a uh, you know walking around subconsciously just doing things i like to pay attention to the to when i'm exposed to something like this that mm-hmm. to me I, I, that sparks me you know, I look for yeah. those kinds of things instead of just letting them pass by and not giving them any recognition uh, in your own mind, because it's yeah. really they're, they're everywhere. It truly, 
you know, sometimes, in, and not, no pun intended, but there's hidden gems, I think, anywhere you, anywhere you look. Um, I've been, my dogs watch this movie, Madagascar, and there's no water. <laughs> they start digging, and they're like, they're like, oh, just they keep digging, and it's like, oh, more diamonds and gold. Like, we don't want that. We want water. We want water. Right, but, right. Uh, you know, I love that movie. And, and All three of them like, I love. <laughs> I know. They are the funniest movies. They are the funniest movies. They are. I know. And I catch something. I mean, they they play over and over and over again. So at different points, I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that before. I didn't hear that before. Exactly. uh, When I was in uh, Detroit a few years ago, I went uh, for a really unique conference. And a a friend of mine went with me. She wanted to go to the Bead Museum in Detroit. And I was like, I've never heard of the Bead Museum. So we went there. And it was fabulous. I mean, it was sort of like very eclectic. I didn't really know what to expect, but the owner, the curator, um, his name is Mr. Dobby, um, had actually was one of the founding members of the African American Sports Hall of Fame, which I thought was really interesting. And, And I didn't expect the founder of the museum to actually be working there in the store. And, and it was really interesting because what he explained with the beads, it's like, yes, these are beads, but he said they were actually a language that could be read by anyone without saying anything. And I thought to myself when you were talking, I don't know what sparked my memory about this, but it's kind of like the same thing, like a mirror neuron. Like you in sync with somebody mentally, energetically, you don't really have to say anything, but you can look at somebody and go, yeah, that restaurant right there, that looks good. Isn't or, right? yeah, <laughs> let's let's plan on this. Or, oh, my gosh, I was just thinking about you. How did I, you know, you just popped up around the corner. You run into them, and, and you just, you were just thinking of them that way. But I, I really love it because it's, you know, there's so many things like that that are really, truly hidden gems. And we it's not the things like the diamonds and the gold that are unearthed. It's something that is seemingly as common as as water and how important that is. Um, yeah, water is yeah. precious. Um, and and uh, I, I love the movies because those three movies actually, there's a lot of that kind of thing in, in, uh, uh, in those movies uh, that, you know, things that we, a lot of those kinds of circumstances where you're looking past, you're looking past what we would, we would say, oh gosh, you know, the, the, when you're looking for water, you want water because you know that it doesn't make any difference whether you have all the money in the world. If you've got no water, you know you're not going to survive. You're not going to thrive. Mm-hmm. And all the money there won't go buy water because you won't make it to wherever it is that you need to buy water from because <laughs> you'll mm-hmm. die first because of dehydration, because you didn't, you didn't do it. So you, it, it's, it is, it's a beautiful um, – there's lots of these little allegories in these, in, these, in these movies that I think are uh, absolutely fantastic. There's a uh, – you know, when we're looking at this particular um, – the quote that I, that I read – I, I just looked at it again uh, here as you were talking that it's positive and optimistic thinking of blessings. These are like a lot of us is how we perceive ourselves and perceive our day and our life. We have this perception about what we, uh, what we think is possible, the limitations or perceptions about our own limitations uh, perceptions about what we're uh, of the success we're we're perhaps capable of, and I fight this all the time. I fight it all the time on the on the golf course 
not, not with me, but I fight this, this concept that people have of, of, of who limit themselves uh, as far as their own abilities. Um, we have the ability to do far more than we give ourselves credit for. However, because we haven't, because perhaps we haven't taken the risk, perhaps we haven't put our necks on the line or we haven't put ourselves out there uh, to, um, to actually work for that success or to achieve that success, we don't believe it's possible within us. And movies like what you're just talking about, how Madagascar. Are, yeah. when they're, oh yeah, Madagascar 1, 2, and 3, uh, those kinds of movies, and there are many movies like this that, that help you see that things that you thought weren't possible are possible. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's not just uh, people like uh, Simone Biles, who now just, I think she just won the championship, uh, just, and she's going to go to the Olympics again next year in 2024 in Paris uh, after you know, quitting and taking care of herself, uh, her mental health, addressing that, getting her own perceptions uh, and life perspective together. Um, you know, it, it, it makes her a much better person and it makes her uh, an exponentially greater athlete, in my view. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously kudos to her. I don't have any connection to her other than Instagram. Uh, and and I, I've, I've followed her a little bit in the past year, and it's been, it's been an amazing story, and she's still a positive spirit. It's, it, it just want to address one thing. We can get so... We want to make sure that we keep everything in perspective, that we have balance in life, balance. Uh, Because being, it's not just about being positive. It's about being a a realist and understanding that you have a choice to be positive or negative. You know, it's not going around covering up, putting on a different face. Because to me, that's not authentic, right? If right. you if you if you're not feeling good and you there there is a um, I mean I'm I'm a big believer of fake it till you feel it. I've been doing it for many many years and it's worked for me. However, when there's something seriously wrong, <laughs> you need to believe in yourself and go get some help and be able to stay positive about the whole process. It's about positive about the journey. I guess is where I'm going with this. Not just, you know, being positive for the sake of being positive. It's it's being positive and understanding that there is a positive side to every coin that you flip. And all you have to do is do your best to be on the positive side of it, to be optimistic about things versus pessimistic, you know, to mm-hmm. be, be happy about your life instead of sad. It's what you focus on. What you focus on is creates your... Uh, creates who you are, creates your state of being, creates the life that's around you. What, what creates how you feel? And I, I, I applaud people who look at people like you know Simone Biles and other people. Is now all of a sudden it's uh, it, it, it's taken a while. It shouldn't have had to take so long. But in the in the sports world and the celebrity world now, those people who get a lot of face time. Um, in concert time, they're uh, admitting that they're human, that they have foibles, and that they have mental health issues that that they're addressing, you know, through therapy or whatever means necessary. And 
these are people who we who have been portrayed as absolutely perfect by their publicists because that's what they do that's that's how that's what they sell right right and nobody and that's how I get uh, get the advertising revenue uh, the contracts yeah. and things like yeah. that that's, that's how you get that it yeah, you're, your you're, mm-hmm. it's your it's your it's your uh, personality you're selling you're selling an idea a concept that's what they do they put together and sell a concept or idea not thinking about the fact that you know you can be positive however we have to be again realistic and understand that if if we're not feeling good we've got to figure out we've got to be positive about moving forward and 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 taking care of that as well not just shoveling it under the carpet until uh it it becomes a, a huge incongruency in our life and we have to uh you know and we implode you know we implode right. it's that balance well, Right, and I think you're talking about too, like the vibrational harmony. That if you, if you're not in harmony with what you, other people are feeding you what you want, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And and on a soul level or a heart vibrational level, you are not in resonance with it. It's going to create dissonance. Right. And for you to be able to be in a place where good vibes, you know, going back to the Beach Boys, I'm putting off yeah. good vibrations, you know. Right. I, right. And there's something about that song that makes you feel good of course and but you you have to be in alignment with your inner truth and and i think that's goes right along with your wonderful uh quote that you said in the beginning your mind is a magnet if you think of blessings you attract blessings mm-hmm. think of problems you attract problems always cultivate the good thoughts always remain positive optimistic and and i i do truly love that Michael I'm so glad that you brought that to the forefront because it it, it's there's a a sense of having to be perfect somebody sees your faults somebody sees your failures and and I know you had brought up Ed Sheeran some time ago with me and we'll do a whole other show on this because the uh, the idea that it's okay to fail it there's it's such taboo you know, did and then the pointing fingers. Did you see they didn't do that? They didn't achieve this mark. Well, you know what? The only person who can really measure that is you. And I right. think that you can it's only so be the best that you can be. Yeah, it, there is no uh, the concept of failure, winning, losing, failure. You know, uh, lack, loss. You know, these are. I I I, I guess I would call them. Uh, uh, falsities that are put out there to encourage people to uh, or trick people into working harder mentally i don't know it, it, to me that's kind of what it seems i love that that you uh what, what you just said there uh with regard to how you know the other the different take on what i said energetically and in resonance you have to be in resonance with what it is that you're that you're doing and I know that it's very easy to get into a situation where um, your drive is is perhaps perhaps money and now you've gotten involved with people who don't resonate with you yeah there's opportunities for money and money might be coming in but the people who are uh, you're working with their resonance is different than yours they have a different motivation for what it is uh, that you're all doing and this can happen and then you run with it you stick with it and the incongruency will drive you crazy 
at some particular point, it's going to impact you, and you're going to, you're going to say, wait a minute, stop. I can't deal with this anymore. Or you'll cover it up, cover up those feelings through drinking and drugs and other things that change your state of being, um, which I've seen a lot of in my life, people in, mm-hmm. in situations that they, they, uh, where they were, they were caught up doing things with other people because they thought it was what they were supposed to do to be like those other people, to be cool, right? And I, I, I looked at this gentleman one time. Uh, I was in Hawaii. I was living over there for a few months working with a company, and uh, it was a private party business. And the DJ... It was a young DJ. He was like he was like eight, eighteen, nineteen, um, young guy. I could tell that he had not run with the crowd he's running with and that he's living with. And the guys that he was with were older. They've been doing a, doing the club DJing for a long time. Um, these were guys that that you know stayed up till four a.m. Uh, playing music because clubs could stay open to 4 a.m. at that particular point in time, and they'd go get breakfast and they'd go sleep all day. Mm-hmm. But to get to 4 a.m., to get to 4 a.m., it was Grand Marnier and Coke, Grand Marnier and Coke, Grand Marnier and Coke. That was the whole, the, from, from, from 10, 11 o'clock on, that's what they engaged in in order to get themselves to 4 a.m. And this guy... This, this young man, I could see how I could just sense it because I can get around people and I can just get a sense of them that maybe they're out of place, maybe their thoughts, uh, their feelings are incongruent with where they are. They're re- they're out of resonance, right? You're you're there. You're you're these you're idolizing these guys. You want to do what they do. However, you don't have to do it the exact same way that they're doing it. But he was, and I'm like <laughs> my mm. friend, my friend. Right. You do realize that you're out of your element, right? That this is not you. <laughs> this is not. Right. You don't have to do this, you know, just because they take drugs or whatever. And I hung out with them for a couple of days, and they were incensed by the fact that I didn't smoke pot. That's all they did <laughs> oh all day. Goodness. They were they, <laughs> seriously. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, what is the? They, it was like they looked at me thinking that. Something was wrong with me. Something was wrong with them because I didn't want to partake. I said, dude, I don't need that. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I don't no. need it. You need it because no. evidently you need it for, for one reason or another. But, I, you know, I'm high on life. I don't need to. I don't need to. Uh, and I was 20. I was 21 at the time. I was 21 mm-hmm. when I was over there doing this. And, and it, it's just amazing. And that's not the first or the last time. That wasn't the first, and it, wouldn't, it wasn't actually the last time that, that, that I've encountered that, because I've been in the music business a long time, and you run across people who are doing things, they're trying to fit in, and uh, I've never wanted to fit in. I've never felt, if, you, so if you cross a line where, that, that, like that, where you are doing something because other people are doing it because it's, you think it's cool and because you want to fit in, you were in the wrong place. Sure. You need to be somewhere different. And... Right. and- uh, yeah, because you're you're going to destroy yeah. yourself in the meantime. Right. And that goes um, all the way back to, to self-love and raising the level of your own vibration and then being a magnet for what you want to bring in. And I think that when you show yourself the love and care that you deserve and really recognize the fact that, um, <laughs> excuse me, we are, our, th- our thoughts, words, feelings, actions, everything come yeah. together to write our own story. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and we've got choices we can make. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we, we can make choices. Um, it's, it's those choices that we make because uh, we have free will. We can, we can choose to or not to. We can decide how bad we want something. And if we, uh, it, there's always, a, there are different paths to the same thing. And we just, the path that we're on, if it's incongruent with how we feel about ourselves and our lives, we can, we can uh, stop, take a step backwards, and seek a different path. It may not get us there as quickly as the path that was incongruent with us. Um, however, we must understand that, that uh, there are different ways to achieve the same thing. And I love it when it, there's, there's various movies, movies where this, this kind of thing plays out as well, uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, that you can, you know, and, and they're everywhere. You know, they're absolutely everywhere. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the comical rom-coms and a lot of the comedies and uh, dr- comedy dramas that are out there kind of use this as a, uh, as a, as a, uh, a foundation in terms of, of storyline, which is mm-hmm. really kind of interesting. Um, definitely yeah. so. Yeah, and speaking of Madagascar, just real, just a little note because Will I Am is in there, and every time I see that, because Will I Am is William, right? But it, it's and I think about that, the Will of I Am, and I'm thinking like, what a fantastic name, and it goes in alignment with Carlos Santana. I love who I am. I am that I am, and so much of what we do, and recognizing that we are unique. I heard something the other they say, and I, I don't recall who it was, that when you are your own unique spark on this planet and there is no other being that will ever be born in the same place at the same time it, to the same parents, any of that, you are truly unique. And once you're gone, it's extinct and you're not there anymore. And so, it, I mean, I, I th- and I thought about that. It's like, wow, you are this beautiful light and here you are and you've got all these gifts and shine, shine, shine. Give everything you want to share with the world and give all to yourself that you need to share with yourself. Um, so, so, so let me ask you a question. It's so precious. Mm-hmm. How do we, it's, it's kind of this conundrum, how do we reach kids at the impressionable time they need to understand that they can be this way, understanding the, the concept of of um, mirror neurons in a way that can be put to them in, in, a, in, a, in a very um, in a way that that strikes the bullseye, so to speak. You know, I mean, <laughs> literally, you have the, you have the ability to. Um, to, to be exposed to everyone that can be exposed to it. It's just a question of how before uh, the, the, uh, the rest of the world and the, with the, the crushing thought viruses and, and environment that they're in and all that just kind of like sucks the inspiration, creativity, love, joy, and, and well, wellness right out of them. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it's, right. it, I sit around thinking about that sometimes and, uh, and, and wondering what – because there's way too much information out there, number one, way too much, uh, so much so that you can think that what you're actually reading is the, the gospel when it really isn't. It's just something right. that somebody's putting out. But you're so hungry for how you can be happy, 
how you can love yourself and love your life around you. And a lot of it is just simply deciding to do so, choosing to do so, uh, and understanding that uh, there's an outside of you and there's inside of you, right? There's an outside of you, there's mm-hmm. an inside of you. And everything going on outside of you, you control whether or not that impacts you or not. That's the basis of sovereignty. You, you're in control of your, you're the owner, the ruler, the overseer of your mind, your body, and your spirit. Nobody can impact, nothing or nobody can impact your mind, your body, your spirit without your express permission. Yet, yet, that is exactly what goes on day in and day out. Yeah. Well, I I jump on the love train. You inspired me. <laughs> I know it. Heard and this I morning. think it's it's through <laughs> it's through music. It's through maybe art. I think it's through certain movies like Madagascar that teach these principles exactly. um, of sovereignty and and whatnot. And that's and and just a hope and a prayer that we do our own inner work and and that we become a, a magnet for what it is that we be the change we wish to see in the world right right i think that's exactly right and we can hope we can just kill, we can keep putting it out there hoping that it reaches someone who can teach it to somebody else and that's really mm-hmm. that's really all we can do um more than anything else and i love doing this show with you we got you know, I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to be traveling, so we got lots of shows to do, and uh, lots of great topics that we'll be bringing in the next couple of months. And uh, this one's been, again, amazing. I thank you. A gift, yeah. Thank you too. Until next time, uh, be always be abundantly blessed, and know you are love. Absolutely. And connected to love, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>